What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? The timer, the show has started. I got to find the damn window and close it. All right, you heard it, folks. The show has started. The Panthers... At Falcons post game, the Panthers fall again, and really just a beaten fashion. This final score is forty to twenty, and there's really not uh, a lot of good feelings and things to say after a loss like that, and after a week of transition from our head coach. But we're moving into a realm now where these are post games. Used to be post game shows, but now they are therapy session so i'd like to welcome in my first patient have a seat on the couch cody lashney um this is a safe space for you and panther fans oh is it uh i don't know i might say some pretty unpopular things today so uh maybe uh i I might not want to be the first person you see but listen man no matter what happens one thing remains true and remains the same we have the most lit panther fan base in the youtube chat Underground West, Tyler Lovato, Chef Jeff Hodge, Trill Warren, man, Tony Dunn, the God of Blackness is with us. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Yeah, I'd like to follow up on that and thank you for your support. You can continue to support the show by smashing the thumbs up button on YouTube or leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, take the link to our show and share it with one Panther friend. That's how we're going to grow. We continue to grow by word of mouth. We are the longest-running Panther podcast out there. Haven't missed a week in since 2013 was the year we started this gig. And uh, I'm in a new place, actually, Cody, and we're going to talk about that. That the Panthers fell again, man. And uh, what is this? Four ro- losses in a row? Five? Uh, I, dude, I've, I've lost count. All I know is that we lost to Atlanta at home. We lost to the Redskins. That was the end of Ron Rivera's job. And then we went into Atlanta 
and shit the bed yet again. By the way, uh, I don't think the Panthers have won a single game in the new Atlanta Stadium since it's been opened. We've lost every time we've been there, man. Yeah, yeah it doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. And right now, I think that conversations are going to continue to move on about what will this team look like and how can they pivot from two seasons of disappointment to potentially into a taking steps forward. Right now, that is the concern. Right? Let's see. We lost to Falcons, Redskins, Saints. One, two, three, four, five. Five in a row. Today makes five in a row. Um, all right, so we got uh, anything that's on your mind immediately after this loss, Cody? Uh, for me, I mean, we can talk about some of the components of the game. You got a new head coach in there. He won his first challenge. You got to like that. Uh, and I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to evaluate the team when they look exactly like they did the week before and the week before. Is We know who this team is, and we've been. I'm tired of evaluating them. Yeah, but what is there to evaluate? I don't know what anyone ever expected from this game today. Uh, because basically it's the same football team. And it wasn't going to get better as soon as Ron Rivera walked out the door. It's the same defense that can't stop the run. And Kyle Allen is insufficient running our offense. And it's about time. I mean, listen, we've been hard on him. A lot of people have been hard on him. But now it, it's it's more okay than ever to put the the sole blame on Kyle Allen. He continues to miss wide open throws. Not uh, hitting Curtis Samuel when he's wide open, underthrowing him, overthrowing him. It's just bad. Kyle Allen cannot run the offense. He fumbles all the time. And um, now we have reports from Ian Rappaport that the Panthers are opening to trade Cam Newton, which by the way, why would you put that out at the time when your fans see how terrible you are at the position? But also, you want those other teams that are going to trade for him to value him highly, right? So why are you going to put it out there to uh, Rappaport or Schefter that you're looking to move on from Cam Newton? Doesn't that lower the value of Cam Newton? I don't know, man. This is... It's really infuriating. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side, man. I don't know uh, if I've ever felt this way as a Panther fan. And I feel like I'm in a new place also than I ever have been as a fan of this football team. Cody, you're officially in the land of a team with no quarterback. I mean, yeah, if yeah, that, if the reports that the Panthers are willing and in, not only willing but interested in trading Cam are true – then we've officially are like, if that is true, then we are in the land of a team with no quarterback. And that is a land yeah. that is unsettling because what you know is, is that any win or any good performance that you have, whether it be a Christian McCaffrey run or a, you know, a nice defensive play or showing that it's meaningless when it can't culminate in the potential of winning something meaningful and that is where that that's the feeling that we're at right now without a coach, without a quarterback, without a defense, without anything like we can't even hold on to be honest is the only thing we have is Christian McCaffrey. And yeah, I mean, DJ Moore. Hey, 
I'm, I'm liking some of the potential he's shown. But other than that, it's just nobody on this team right now is anything that you can latch on to. And it's sad because, even, again, Luke Keekley, I saw him with a wrap on his knee today. I don't know what is going on. It's, it's still more Luke Keekley not being the Luke Keekley we know. Nothing is right at this moment. And I do have to disagree with you, Cody, that I, that to put this solely on Allen is that while he is, was, uh, he was putrid and he's been bad. Um, everything was bad. I mean, like we cough the ball up uh, over and over on the, on special teams. Our defense continues to just get run all over. Team, that's how teams have beat us, man. You want to know, we have 47 sacks, I think, on the season, Cody. Somehow we get to the quarterback, but every time we have trouble getting the quarterback, I think we only sack Mike Ryan once today, or at least it was that case throughout the fourth. Some, when I heard the stat on the radio, it's because these guys are running at us and they're running at you and you can't sack. You know what I mean? It is, it's a mess. It's a mess, and look, Eric Reed is bad. Everybody's bad, dude. There's not one player that's good other than Christian McCaffrey. Well, and especially on our defensive front. I mean, all of our backfield and our linebackers are playing terrible because we're not generating any pressure from the line of scrimmage. Uh, there is no interior push. This defensive line is 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 bad right now, man. It's a, I mean, we're bad on the offensive line and the defensive line. The reason why I want to pinpoint Kyle Allen is because there are plays to be had. There are receivers that are open. There are better decisions on the field that Kyle Allen is not taking. He's not making the right decisions, and that alleviates the pressure of having your defense always on the field when they can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, Kyle Allen is is really playing bad football, and I think that, I mean, our offensive line doesn't help but Kyle Allen is leaving plays wide open, and it's it's embarrassing. Um, I don't know. I don't even know the mindset of why you would continue to double down on playing Allen. Perry Farrell uh, today at the post-game press conference said they're going to continue to play Kyle Allen. I just don't know what that does for the team right now. I do not understand why they are so averse to play in their third-round pick, Will Greer. Either the man is absolutely terrible, which, by the way, if that is true, that should not make any Panther fan feel good about their decisions bringing in whoever the next quarterback for the Carolina Panthers is going to be. But on top of that, either Allen um, is, uh, has the longest leash in NFL history, or Will Greer is terrible. And I don't know what it is because I don't trust the talent evaluation from our coaches. And I, I just, I don't know. There's so many questions that have no answer. Uh, shout out to Tree50 for the Tree50 support bomb in the chat. He says, let's just get CMC a thousand and a thousand on tip. And um, also, Sports Live in the ATL is back. Uh, he's here to gloat. He wrote 29 to 3, 40 to 20, five draft wins. Hey, again, guys, smiley, smiley face, smiley face, $2 donation. Thank you for the donation. And that's why we're reading the comment. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, and, uh, hey, really, man, this not is that. Um, I'm I, not even mad at No, it. not at all. Shit, dude. Talk that Come shit. Come on in. Yeah. It. Yeah, this team is a fucking dumpster fire. It's obvious for everyone that's watching football. Yeah, and, and the real question to me, and, and this would be something for Sports Live and the ATL, is, is Atlanta as bad as their record, or did they just have the most awful of starts and – you know, they're a team that you just can't figure them out week to week if they're going to be good or bad. And we make a lot of teams look really good. I saw that Devontae Friedman had his first rushing touchdown since 2017 on us. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, the, the first? He That's, hasn't had a rushing touchdown since 2017? That's what it said. Dude, holy shit. I know. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, and of course it's against the Panthers. They guess his first one in a million years. Yeah, it's so stupid, dude. I I don't know, man. Uh, right. It really is a, a bit of a purgatory for the Panthers right now. Well, don't forget, guys, if you are going to try to catch a game, whether it be a Hurricanes game, a Hornets game, or one of those final games that of uh, by a team called the Carolina Panthers, supposedly a game, you can go to Vivid Seats and get a ticket you like for a price you like. Right, you go to Vivid Seats and get the app. You use the overtime code. You can take advantage of the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. There's a hundred percent buyer guarantee on every purchase. It's your top source for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price. You can sort by seat. You can sort by deal. You can sort by awesomeness. And if you're uh, trying to check out a Panthers game, you might need to sort by terrible terribleness. Right. Don't forget, use the promo code OVERTIME to receive a discount up to $100 on your first uh, purchase. Vivid Seats app, OVERTIME promo code. Go do it. Get a ticket you like for a price you like. All right, Cody. Um, let's go ahead and do this. Let's turn the calls. Uh, let's turn the show over to the callers for a moment. There's not a lot. You can see we're going to, we're going to talk about, um, why that is the case while there aren't a lot of calls and because of the apathy that is setting in for a team uh, without a quarterback and a team right now without a uh, a plan for the future that we can foresee at all. So that has settled into the calls line. Let's see what you guys got to say. The number's 252-228-5098. The three, what is going on, gentlemen? It is Theo from Asheville. What's up? I'm feeling a lot more upbeat this week, and I think it's probably because you know, our season's over. We don't really have anything riding on this game, so I have no expectations. And, uh, you know, honestly, kind of feels good, <laughs> as sad as that is. You know, it sucks <laughs> for our season to be over this early. But, um, you know, I think all we can do with the remaining time is get some players who haven't really had a chance on offense, just try some things out, see what we need to work on, and uh, see what we need to really get. Um, Cody, last week I said I was ready to pack my bags with you, man, and head to the hill. Got to the hill, man, and... uh yeah, things got done quickly. Now, um, my question is, what do we do with this this hill that we built up, man? We we bring in our our secondary coach. <laughs> I just don't really know if the guys above Ron Rivera really know. Yeah, we might need to and bring think, everybody to you. You know, I think this is going to be a big test, and uh, for them to show us what they can do and um, what they're really about. So, um, I was wondering. You know, what you guys think that we're really going to need to approach to attempt to fix in the offseason if we really want to see a successful Panthers next year? And, of course, head coach, but, I mean, in terms of, like, team-wise, I just 
want to see what you guys think we need. So, um, yeah, keep up the good work. Hate the Panther season at the end this way, but uh, keep pounding, brother. All right, let's talk uh, for a moment about uh, what he said is that we're going to get to see a lot from some guys today, potentially from uh, Scott Turner as offensive coordinator, or, or uh, it looked like Perry Fuel was calling the uh, defense. And uh, what we saw was not exceptional by any stretch. Um, Kyle Allen, 28 for 41, 293 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. I believe he also had a fumble today. Um, Christian McCaffrey only ran the ball 11 uh, times for 53 yards. He did have uh, 11 catches and 82 on the day. But really, everybody else is pretty quiet. Ian Thomas got a lot of work. Ten targets, five catches for 57 yards, a touchdown, and a bobble that led to an interception. When it comes to first game from the play caller standpoint of Scott Turner, it's kind of hard to see what we learned about him when Kyle Allen played like Kyle Allen played. And, man, if I see Kyle Allen just chunk it up anymore, he's got to be taken off the field. He just chunks it. He's like, I hope. It's just a prayer. I mean, they, they, they refuse to. They absolutely refuse to play with Bill Greer. And for the life of me, dude, I don't know why. <clears throat> I really just don't know why at this point, man. I, I don't, like I said, I, I don't understand the benefits of continuing to play with Kyle Allen. Like, what, what, like, what does he do for this football team? What, what is the upside of it? Whenever you make a decision, a managerial decision, it has to be with a certain goal in mind. And it doesn't seem that there is one unless, and that kind of gets into another topic, are we just up for the rebuild and trying to get uh, as, as good of a draft pick possible? And, and that's a real scenario, man. Uh, I think the Panthers are 100% in a rebuild. I already have my short list of coaches that I want to see hired. Uh, for the Panthers, but my thing is this, man, Tony. When you came to my house before the season opener, you said something to me on my porch. Uh, when I asked you what you thought we would do to win, do you remember what that was? Do you remember what you said to me? Oh God, no. What did I say? Was it good? Because obviously you remembered I, it. I believe I believe we have a chance as long as Cam Newton is on the football field. Oh yeah, and you know it, the the thinking about a future where we don't feel that way about our quarterback, um, it's pretty scary, man. It's pretty scary. So, dude, listen, I'm at I'm kind of at this point. Um, I want Cam Newton to go wherever he'll be successful. I hope that that's here, but as time moves on, I really don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, and I hate that. Right. I hate that. I want Cam Newton to be our quarterback, but. Um, I, I don't to, know. I have a lot of feelings, man. I wanted to talk. Uh, God of Blackness, thank you for the donation. $2 support twice. Double down. He said, can we stop disrespecting Eric Reed a little bit? And uh, Kaepernick did not sponsor that last message, he he said. Uh, and <laughs> no, right now, because he hasn't been very good. They said it on no the broadcast. They said it on the broadcast today, and it was in the on the radio broadcast, I believe. And uh, and it was that he's a good run stuffer, but he's just he's not been great in coverage. I would say he is not, but you know what? He's not the biggest problem that we got. You know, I mean. So I will I will say that he's not the biggest problem, but 
he has not been uh, fantastic in coverage. And, and But no one has, as you said. I do want to go back and talk a little bit about uh, Scott Turner's performance. Did see some... Uh, you, you saw some more things that uh, we expected, I, I think, Norv to do, which is moving Curtis Samuel around a lot, right? Using Ian Thomas in the passing game, trying to get yeah. it stretched a little bit more. And How they were, about Ian Thomas playing football? Yeah. And uh, they, they talked about him on the, the uh, on the radio broadcast today. They talked about him as well. as So Jordan Gross was on. And Jordan Gross is so honest in his broadcast and his color analysis. You got to just turn him on if uh, if you're listening to the game because he at one point, guys, they said uh, they they let it slide. Man, uh, the Jets are at the Dolphins. And they were like, uh, how would you like to be calling that game? And uh, and then one of them let something so- slide like, uh, it ain't much different than this. <laughs> oh, hey, just uh, another awful game. You're not getting to call very much. Thank you, Dave. Is it Hino? How would you pronounce that, Cody? Hino? 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 Kino? Kino, Dave Kino, thank you for your five. Di- Dave Kino, blow it all up. It won't be bo- It won't be a boring off season. Keep pounding. Thank you for the support again. You can support the show just by being a member of the conversation. Calling in at two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Um, Hino, Hino. All right, thank you, Dave Hino. Hino, five brother. High five to Hino. Let's go on to the next call, and we'll talk a little bit about a uh, land with no quarterback and a land with no coach. What's up, guys? Kyle from VA. And another Sunday, another loss to the Falcons. Yeah. And this is really the only game I really cared about winning for the rest of the season. I could care less if we lose out. But I wanted to beat the Falcons because I'm so tired of losing to these shitty fucking Falcons. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't even. This team is defeated. I mean, that's fuck. Just rest everybody. I mean, what are we playing for? These fucking commentators keep talking about playoffs. Get out of here with that. Get out of here. Uh, you got to see Greg Dortch and his fucking fumbling ass. Um, yeah, two fumbles. I think back the only to really back. good thing I've seen today was the use of Ian Thomas. I know he dropped that one that was turned into a pick, but I mean, it is nice to see Ian Thomas being utilized in the offense and showing that he can be on starting tight end and be reliable. Um, I did like the little the little play action throw to Ian on the one for the touchdown. That's a change of pace. So Scott Turner did good with that, but all around, man, just oh, every Sunday seems to be getting worse. This shit is just, I don't know. This is a, this is a honest call right here. Carolina Panthers team. I'm just ready yep. for the off season. I'm glad we signed Shaq because we don't have anyone to back him up. And I don't know. I, was, I don't want to waste a draft pick on a linebacker. Not waste one, but I mean, Keith and Shaq, they're good. I don't care what anyone says, but we have so many positions to fill. Dante. God, Dante fucking Jackson. 
I don't know what his problem is. This dude is just getting worse every damn week. Almost every time you see him, he's it's true, man. He's having to come back and make up uh, ground. I mean, this dude's supposed to be one of the fastest guys in the NFL. How is he consistently getting beat? I, I, somebody needs, he and he, he. I just think he refuses to learn, man. Doesn't take criticism well. He's cocky. He has all the talent in the world, but Jesus Christ, man. He's got to step his game up. Anyway, guys, uh, that's all I got. Keep pounding. All right, thanks for the call. Thoughts on Dante Jackson? I saw uh, someone in the chat room earlier had singled him out as well, and I think it was, uh, was it Andrew? Um, Hold on. Lee Andrew, I think, said something about that. Um, the secondary we thought was uh, pretty good at one point in the season, and just really the whole team has looked bad. So again, this is very difficult for me to evaluate, Cody. It's kind of hard to evaluate an offensive coordinator when he's first game and it's Kyle Allen, a trash line, and you know, and he's really just a disciple of his father in so many ways. Then you look at on, on the defensive side of the ball, it's just so bad, the defense. How can you evaluate if the coaching did better this week? Maybe next week will be a little bit more stable for this staff as they kind of get into the new order. Uh, but I think I agree with the caller, Cody, is that I am okay with shine, signing Shaq Thompson right now. You, you got a kid. He's, you know, one of your younger players who you know can play. And if you didn't, if you moved on from Shaq, it would just be another glaring hole that you would either have to go sign somebody who was really a part-time player that you're going to try to make into a full-time player, or you're going to end up having to draft somewhere in the first and second round a linebacker yeah. because you're getting thin at that. And we can even see Luke Keekley is I mean, he's only going to play so many years. Yeah, but uh, – and again, though, I'll, so – you're taking care of a need that you don't have to address in the draft, which we still, for depth, I would still take some linebackers at at, at some point in time. But also, you know, I, I maintain that Luke Kickley and Shaq Thompson are not the real liabilities on this football team. Are they playing bad? Yeah. But are their defensive tackles doing them a lot of favors? Well, no, they're not. I, I mean, I, I imagine that they would be playing a lot better if they were getting more help on the defensive front. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we've signed some talent. Um, you know, I, I just – I know that Marty Herney had a bad uh, uh, habit of signing linebackers and running backs to a whole lot of money. So I'm hoping that I'm not um, seeing some of the same mistakes of the past being made. But yeah, you have to you have to have players, man. If we're gonna build this football team, you cannot have a hole at at every position on the field. And as is apparent to everyone right now, dude, our football team is looking like a slice of Swiss cheese, man. Just holes everywhere, dude. So yeah, I'm not mad at the Shaq contract. Um, we we essentially had to have it. All right, let's go on to the next call. Hey, Kyle from VA again, and uh, I just want to – Kyle Allen is still in the game, amazingly. I don't know 
don't know how uh, what he has on this whole entire coaching staff apparently, but what the fuck, man? Why is Will Greer not in? Why? I need an answer as to why Will Greer's not in. He can't be worse than this. Kyle Allen fucking scrambling out the pocket trying to throw 40 yards on the, on the run. You're not Cam Newton. Just chill. It's, you know it's bad when the commentators are saying, a good drive, uh, uh, a drive that ends with a kick, that's a good drive. You know it's bad when they're saying, punting the damn ball is good. I, 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 Terry Fuel is always, is just doing, I understand it's the first game since Ron, but he has the option of putting in Will Greer. And I'm pretty sure if they put in Will Greer and still lose by 40, we'll be happy with just seeing Will Greer in the damn game. You drafted him in the third round. It's not like it was a seventh round pick, undrafted quarterback Kyle Allen, and you refused to play him. I mean, what in the hell? All right, let's talk about that. Why is the refusal there? I think there are some, I mean, there's got to be some reasons, right? And and I don't think that it's just that Will Greer is terrible. Cody, I have a thing. My theory is this is one is that Kyle Allen did a lot for you this season. So to just kind of be like, well, you're the problem. They're worried that it sends a message that that single players are the problem. I think that could be. Uh, one of the concern the the other concern which I think truly exists here is that Perry Fuel and Scott Turner they need to look as good as they possibly can in this little short window of an audition and I think that they would believe that putting in Will Greer sets them up harder to accomplish what is already seemingly impossible and that is looking good so, yeah, and listen, I want to reiterate a point that I said, man. If we're moving on from uh, from Cam Newton and Kyle Allen, let's just say, right, and if Will Greer is bad enough that he cannot win the starting job, even with how bad Kyle Allen is playing right now, remember that uh, Marty Herney had Will Greer ranked ahead of Kyler Murray. In the draft, had him ranked ahead of Drew Locke, who had a, an incredible day for the Broncos today. Um, it doesn't give me a lot of faith about uh, this front office's ability to evaluate talent at the quarterback position. Now, I'm just going to come clean, man. I want—I don't think that the Carolina Panthers are ever going to do right by Cam Newton. I think that where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a reason why you're hearing reports that they'd be willing to trade him. And I think Cam Newton is more than likely happy to go to a place that would want to have him and build around him. But that said, man, dude, listen, I, I don't care if y'all think I'm selfish. I'm a Clemson fan. I know how good Trevor Lawrence is. If we're rebuilding, then uh, shoot your shot at Trevor. But the problem with that is you have a whole other season next year that you would have to also be bad in order to have a pick high enough to draft Trevor Lawrence. So, I, I mean, what, is Tua Tagovailoa the answer? There's a lot of injury concerns there. So I, there is no answer to any of this right now, and I think that's what's so frustrating about it from a fan perspective, that there is no 
there is no yes, no, maybe. It's it's all up in the air, and there is no certainty around the Panthers at this time. God of Blackness says, Tip, don't want the retreads. Greer, who uh, Tepper picked, he believes, uh, he'll let Kyle run the tank job, giving us a better stance in the draft. So, like, shielding Will Greer from this mess is is that is the Carolina Panthers is I think what his suggestion there is. Um, I, I don't really know how to respond, Cody, when, when you say some of those things, because one is, can Trevor Lawrence not come out still? Could he? Yeah. No, even, even after this year, he's not available. It's a whole nother year. How many, how old is he? Is he only like 12? He's on. He's undefeated. He's never lost a single game in college football, and he's the defending national champions quarterback. But why um, is it he can't come out? You have to, you play have to play three. You have to play for three years. He was a freshman last year, sophomore this year. He'll be eligible after his junior season in two thousand twenty-one. Well, if we don't have Cam Newton next year, the good news is is that you can confidently say we'll be in the race for yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I'm telling you, he's, I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan. Everyone knows I am a, a, a Clemson fan, but I'm talking about from a, ta- a talent evaluation standpoint, Trevor Lawrence is everything that you would ever want in a quarterback. So – but man, that that's so far away that th- there's no guarantee that that we're even close to that. But I don't know. Kyle Allen uh, might be the answer, though. But you would have to stand a whole nother season of Kyle Allen sucking all the time. And there's no way if Kyle uh, Kyle Allen cannot be our quarterback next year. I, I agree. Like I he just agree. can't be. That's just not right. You can't do that to us. Yeah. I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed as shit. Yeah. All right. Next call. Yo, C3. Steel from Asheville again. I know I said I had no expectations earlier, but. I have some I mean, drama have no after this, Tommy. My Lord, what I'm seeing is uh, I'm glad I didn't set any expectations. We look atrocious, and I know it really doesn't mean much at this point in the season, but, um, you know, just. just that thought right there that this game doesn't really mean much. Why? Why are we still, still yet to see Will Greer? I, I can't really fathom, you know. No one knows. If we have this much of a lack of faith in him, why we drafted him so high and why, you know, I mean, if these games don't really mean anything and we're given, you know, pass on pass to Ian Thomas and Man hurts for God's sakes. Why not just throw Will Grill out there for at least a quarter? You know what I mean? It's just Kyle Allen obviously does not have it. I mean, he is. Let's be honest. He's just not. I made the comparison last week of him to me playing Madden at 12 years old. And dear God, I mean, if it's not true, besides more fumbles, I mean, God, it's just. What I really want to see from this Panthers this offseason is um, just the ruthlessness, ruthlessness, you know, just to drop all the dead weight that we have 
and you know not to not to have this whole I like that word ruthlessness. you know thought of like well he he did have that one game you know I mean players need to go they need to move them on and I want to see this front office act like a front office who either a wants to rebuild the right way or b considering we just gave Shaq Thompson this ginormous deal. I'm not really understanding how that's going to be part of a rebuild process when we're giving him this much money. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's still young. So I just want to see a clear plan going forward from the Panthers. I don't want to see, like, well, maybe we'll go to the playoffs or halfway through the season. We'll just go ahead and, uh, you know, give up on this one. So um, I really don't understand making the secondary coach our, our interim head coach. I mean, I guess it's not that big of a deal. But, um I just want to see what this front office has, and I think this offseason is really going to show us, you know, who the Panthers really are and who we've got behind the scenes. So um, keep doing great work. Sorry the Panthers season's been like this, and to everybody listening, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Tony, um, did you? Oh, so let me ask you first then. I want your opinion on this. Why don't we play Will Greer? I mean, what what is it? Do you think it just sucks, or do our coaches just hate him, or what? What what's Tony Dunn's opinion on why we haven't seen the one hundredth pick in the draft? Yeah, I think it is for me. It is um, that the guys Fuel and Scott Turner need to look as best as they can in this four game stretch, and while. They just don't have the motivation to help the Panthers for long-term development. Instead, they've got the none of these are guys are going to have jobs next year. None of them. Yeah, I mean, not with the Panthers, they're not. And um, and so unless Fuel thinks, I mean, that he could somehow go from interim to head coach, which I just don't believe that anybody thinks that's the realistic plan of what the Panthers want to do. You know, I don't think that that's our solution for trying to get through and out of this mess. So I think that the idea is is that Kyle Allen is the most ready for this moment, while Will Greer is a sort of such an unknown that will look bad potentially in it. But that might change after today. You know, after today, now you got to start thinking that people start asking those questions out loud too much. And then if they don't try to evaluate Will Greer or or at least find some sort of positive step forward in the last two games, that's also a referendum on them. So you might see it change now today because Kyle Allen, if it, had Kyle Allen played okay today, then I think he probably continues to be. But you might actually just witness this week the ascension of Will Greer. And and if if it's not, if you don't, then you got to start asking, what is Tepper and what is Herney saying? Because those are the guys who have to come in and say, we got to just see what, I'm sorry that you don't think he's ready, but we got to see what Will Greer can do. They're the ones yeah. that have to say that. And I want to pinpoint some comments specifically from Ken Dye in our chat. He says, well, why don't you throw Will Greer out there? See Pat Sullivan's career. Put a young quarterback out there in a big mess and you can ruin their development. That's why no Greer until 2020. We're not making the playoffs, so why subject, uh, subject him to getting his face bashed in? The whole plan was to set him for a year. Why ruin that now? So here's why. 
you're not developing Will Greer to be the franchise of the Carolina Panthers. You're just trying to see if he's capable of being a competent backup or you let him see if he does have the ability to start because we're not making the playoffs. There is no pressure. We're not playing for anything at all. So why and when are you going to see it? If you don't right. see it now, when will you see it? By the way, Drew Locke, who was drafted in the second round, has now started two games in a row for the Denver Broncos and has thrown for like five or six touchdowns. So I, you're playing fearful. You're playing scared uh, of not wanting to ruin the development of a quarterback if you never play him. I mean, rookies have to play sometimes. Uh, Will Greer has had more time playing college football than Kyle Allen ever had. So I don't I don't understand that logic. You drafted him, play him. Uh, you're, not, you're not developing. You're not going to ruin the development of Will Greer when you never drafted him to be the, the starter for your franchise. So none of that even exists for him. Um, all right, so I do want to go back to a, a Mike, Michael Brendel. He said, what value do we really get f- uh, for trading for Cam? And that's a good question is, is that are you talking number one draft pick, first round draft pick? Are you talking second round? Um, are you talking a couple of mid rounds? How many teams are willing to give up a first round for Cam, you think? I mean, since 2011, he's had the most hits out of any quarterback in the NFL. And that probably goes into the mindset of why the Panthers are moving on from him. But All right, Brad Dugan says, let's talk about QB options uh, in free agency because you could just – you might um, sign a quarterback uh, until Lawrence in 2021 – and I think that that goes back to to my point is that you probably really need to be forcing Will Greer onto the field at this at, from this point on because you do need to kind of think are we going to next year bring in a guy for a one year thing and see how it goes and Will Greer will be the backup you can't keep three quarterbacks on the team like that, it's just not wise. I I think it's just too wishy washy about the future. So I think you get three games to evaluate him right now. There are three games left in the season, right? Yeah, we have um, Seattle, Indy, Indy, Indy Seattle, and, and New, the Saints. And the Saints. So you get three games to evaluate to see if hey, maybe he could be the stopgap. Maybe he could be our backup. But when it comes to free agents, I don't know. It just—it's going to be a weird. It's a weird list. Is that theoretically Drew Brees could be a free agent? He's about to crush the Saints' cap, and they would have to renegotiate his deal. Dak Prescott's going to be a free agent. Philip Rivers is going to be a free agent, and that's about. Let me see who else. If I see any other quarterbacks on the list of top twenty-five. Jameis your Winston. Would, your, your head would pop if we signed Philip. Oh, yeah, dude. I would. I, yeah. Is, I'm, I, that would be as bad as if. It, I don't know what would be worse, having him or Josh uh, or Allen next year. And I know, folks, before you go giving me shit about that, it's, it's a personal thing with me and Rivers. Not that I think he was worse than Kyle Allen. Jacoby Brissett also. 
I don't know. And, uh, and how have you thought? I just haven't even thought about these ideas, and I should have because it's all the evidence has been there. I just never saw the Panthers going out and getting a quarterback in free agency and trying to wing it. Well, no, before this year, we thought Cam Newton was going to have a comeback, you know, player of the year type season. And we had every right to think that, you know, you just you never know when it comes to the health of a football player, especially one that's been hit uh, as as much as Cam Newton. Um, But why are we giving up on Cam for next year? Well, I'm not. But I mean, dude, listen, but the tweet is the tweet that has sent us on this. I've been wondering why all of a sudden we took us a turn to where Cam Newton can't be a Carolina Panther. And it's the tweet that has unsettled us. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, Ian Rappaport, Schefter, they're all talking about Panthers being open to a trade, which, again, is the dumbest shit imaginable because you're saying, hey, we want to move on from that guy. So if I know that you have Cam Newton and you're trying to move on from him, why am I going to offer you a first-round pick? Hey, you want to move on from him anyway. I'll give you a third and and stay put. And if you want to get rid of him that bad, then you'll take my third-round pick. You know, it's 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 the dumbest shit imaginable in my mind. But I tend to believe that where there's smoke, there's a fire. So if you're continuing to hear this from people that report on news for a living, there's probably some truth to it. And but. Like I said earlier, man, if we're not going to do right by Cam Newton and build a competent football team around him, then I want him to go where they're going to do that for him. The problem is, is when we're talking about, uh, well, tank for Trevor Lawrence, tank for Trevor Lawrence. And I saw some names. Uh, Brother Herbert was in the chat, uh, in the uh, chat said uh, Teddy Bridgewater. The, the problem with that is if you sign a Bridgewater or – you know, some other stock gap type of quarterback, they're going to mess around and win a few of those, you know, and it's going to move you out further and further out of leverage for the player that you're trying to draft. So it's, uh, it's time to start looking at the quarterbacks in this year's draft. Cause if we have a brand new head coach, then they might have their pick of the litter this year. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cam thing because uh, they announced the surgery um, uh, that he will be having the foot surgery. I told you uh, that this was going to end up going this way. I had that fear, and uh, but the good news is is that it's a relatively minor surgery. Like, uh, I mean, it takes a long, a good recovery time, but once it's fixed, it should be fixed. And while he yeah. might not ever go back to being Cam Newton in twenty fifteen. He's not going to be immobile. And uh, so he does still offer a a good amount. And I would say that um, us giving up on him prematurely would be uh, a mistake. But I think the Panthers are concerned about the timeline of when they need to know. So they almost have to – it's like almost like we're – we know a decision will have to be made – and we can't really wait until the time we wish we could to make it. That's what I'm thinking it is. But I would like to point out, too, that my friend Clip Brock, who I go on Pirate Radio 1250 every Friday uh, on the sports bar, 
he said, man, he would take Rivera and Cam in Washington. He would love that. I think a lot of uh, fans who aren't Panther fans have a, um, a slightly different view of Ron Rivera than we do because all they see is, oh, three division titles and he went to a Super Bowl and, oh, he's a, you know, his family has a military background. But Panther fans see the inconsistency. Uh, but, hey, I would love Cam Newton on my team too. Uh, so I don't blame him on that one. Um a lot yeah, of people dude, still worried about Cam's shoulder, which I think that taking this year off could have helped it. Yeah, but also, dude, let's talk about Vermillion. Why is Cam Newton just now having this surgery? Why? Why didn't this happen? Well, the doctor said, to the, but all these supposed doctors told him not to have the surgery. Right. So then, okay, can die uh, put in there, that, you know, uh, someone put that Cam Newton waits too long to have these surgeries. Well, is it Cam Newton or is there a medical staff advising him not to have these surgeries? I just, it's, it's how many years in a row now have we pushed a Cam Newton procedure down the road only to his detriment? I would say I look is hindsight 2020, but in hindsight, we haven't gotten any of Cam's injuries, right? You know, is that they tried to yeah. do the minor surgery the first time on his shoulder and it took a second one. You know, it's like we just have never gone. We nailed it on the first time. And that goes with this foot thing as well, is that potential misdiagnosis early on, potential cam hiding information from the doctors, uh, too, about the severity of the pain or his ability but again, it was like, hey, you might really be able to rehab this and us have a chance in the back end of the season. It's just been weird. Um, it's weird. Like, the Panthers didn't know what... And, you know, some of that might be on Cam, too. But they haven't gotten it right. And that is perplexing. And, you know, I'm just ready. I'm ready for a new medical staff. <laughs> I'm ready for yeah. a new... I don't want to hear John Matsko's name ever again. Yeah, like, I, I want I want David Tepper to rebuild this entire organization. I mean, this entire organization from the medical staff to the front office, dude, just on to everything. We cannot be afraid to move on from the past. And that's where this this year has been even different. I think we saw some of it with last year with the with the finale and how it, how poorly it went. Is that right now there is a hopelessness that is setting in in Carolina that the there isn't just if it was just Kyle Allen if it was just Ron Rivera if it was just our run defense if it was just our then we would have hope but right now it's everything like everything is fucked up yeah it is um by the way I've been sitting on some news for a minute that's kind of juicy i, I think right. uh, a, everybody will enjoy it this is from scott fowler panthers cornerback dante jackson ripped the defensive coaching staff for two horrible calls on matt ryan's two touchdown passes uh this is what he said on coverage calls by panthers coaches first of all it was two bad calls two horrible calls two calls that we didn't call in those situations all we can practice this is on the 93-yard touchdown he allowed. 
backed up third and seven, called an engage eight blitz. We sent everybody to leave the corners out there on an island by themselves. Zero coverage, no help. With a quarterback like that, I don't care if you're Champ Bailey or if you're any of the cornerbacks in the NFL 100 list. That is a play that's hard to make for anyone, especially with a quarterback like Matt Ryan. So Dante Jackson is not he's holding swinging back. back. He's and he's by hurt. The way, I, listen, I'm on his side, man. Listen, the defensive play calling has been terrible. I'm not here to defend Dante Jackson either. Man has been playing, you know, not great. No one has been. But our defensive play calling has absolutely been trashed. And if all the fans are going to pinpoint Dante Jackson and and shit on him on Twitter, then I don't blame him for defending himself and calling the, the coaching staff out for what is bad play calls. Now, you may not want your teammate and uh, player to do that, but I don't know, man. Dante is not taking this one laying down. Um, somebody said in the chat room, uh, Dante, if Dante don't shut up, he's going to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, I, I don't think that will be the case. I don't think that our coaching staff has, uh, the kind of, um, a collateral to do something like that. Maybe Ron Rivera could have done that three weeks ago if he would have been like that, but it does can, I, I think it does show you this is, um, there has there's a lack of accountability on with this team and i usually hate when people say that terminology but i'm falling into the trap of saying that it's like you know it's always something else and this was what with ron rivera that arced me towards the end it's always like if this would have been this way if this guy would have done this it's not like you know what we I just got burnt. My ass got burned. It was a tough situation, but my ass got burned. It's it's everybody pointing the finger at each other. Yeah, it it, it really is. And I see a lot of people on Twitter saying that, um, you know, Dante shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say it publicly. But you also have to understand how old he is, too. He's a guy that's young and he's in his 20s. And he's going to have fans, you know, like, like we have and like we are talking about Dante Jackson missing coverages and, and all his trash and he can't cover anyone. You know, I understand why a young guy would want to defend himself, especially if you feel that your coaches have been leaving you out to dry. But um, he's so, that what he has just done is he criticized the coach who was his defensive backs coach. So, you know what I'm saying? That right there is that he already has, after one game, undermined any credibility that Fuel had in that case because they, if anybody, should have each other's backs. It should be the secondary with Fuel because they've been in the room with him all year. And while you can, can we can continue to excuse or, or not excuse, but rationalize uh, behaviors because of his age, because of his lack, you know, all these different things. Is it sounds like Dante Jackson hasn't changed as much as we had hoped since that one scene in the Amazon Prime All In, and or was it All In or All or Nothing? All or Nothing. All or Nothing. I always call it All In or something. Like that. But but is that here is are we seeing him mature? 
and I and I got to say at this at this level, you know who cares if you're young or not? Is either you're playing, uh, you're performing, or not in this league, where that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, but you're right. Is that man? Look, that's frustration that's bubbling through. You know, Dante's frustrated. He feels like uh, it's not. And and that's the that's also the what you get when you're a cornerback, dude. It's like being the quarterback on on the offense. Is that you know you're the hero when you're winning, and you're the zero when you're not. And corners are out there. It's lonely out there on that outside hash. And when they get burned, there ain't nobody else that people see in the frame. They don't see the defensive line in the frame. They don't see the yeah. play call in the frame. They just see a guy getting smoked. And um, and that and that is why corners used to make the big bucks. Yeah, corners are kind of like offensive linemen in that regards. That you're only talking about them when when they're fucking up. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. When they when they when they're doing their job, you know, no one's ever talking about them because everyone else is getting all the glory. Or when it's a corner, you're just not throwing at that specific corner. Um, but listen, you know. Um, Who's the Benet Ben Wickery? Or no, it wasn't Benet. Who's the guy that we drafted with uh, James Bradbury? We drafted him after Bradbury, and we ended up cutting him. Worley plays. Uh, yeah, Daryl Worley. Daryl Worley's been playing pretty good football. I mean, now the Raiders aren't great, but Daryl Worley got better after he left the Panthers. And you know, uh, Brother Herbert still tells us about Dante Jackson and how. I mean, not not Jackson, James Bradbury. How he doesn't like him and he's trash and fans either love him or hate him. Uh, I mean, maybe the defensive back coaching has been bad in Carolina and now we're just kind of starting to hone in on that. You know, maybe it is true that um, our our coaches uh, haven't been playing up to their strengths. And by the way, a lot of Jacksonville defensive backs didn't like Perry Fuel when he was in Jacksonville. So... Oh, yeah, I I think he had some problems with Jalen Ramsey. But Jalen Ramsey's got a problem with everybody. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's 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 interesting. You know, another thing, though, is, is again, uh, going back to where the problems exist on this team, Cody, is like trying to find one place is uh, is not – it's impossible because there's so many problems, and it's just been a calamity of errors. And really, it shows you how important the draft is because is it, you know it's worse than you know getting it right is awesome but what's worse than anything is getting it wrong and it sets you back in so many areas and what we continue to see is is you see that on offensive line for the Carolina Panthers but those misses at wide receiver and cornerback have added up over time and created deficiencies in other areas because you're unable to address them as faster or as, um, you know, uh, tactically as you want to. So you go back and you bring up a name like Daryl Worley. We forget that year. That was the year where well, we don't forget. But if you put it back in context, that's the year we revoked the Josh Norman. Um, uh, what was it? T- uh, franchise tag at the last yeah. second. And we backed ourselves into a corner. Dave Gettleman went against his motto, which is you use free agency to set up the draft. You don't want to be pigeonholed when you're in the draft into picking something. And we were, we picked three successive corners in that draft from James Bradbury to Daryl Williams to Zach Sanchez. 
and uh, two of them didn't work out for us, and they're not contributors to the team, and that's hitting us now because you had to try to find another remedy with Dante Jackson. We thrust him into a lot last season, um, and maybe – and you know what? Is that we're just kind of reaping what we sowed years ago. Yeah, man. Everything, Every decision you make uh, in a football organization will come back – to haunt you if if you're not making the right decisions and you're not picking the right players. And that's why I was hopeful, and I still do retain at least a little bit of hope that David Tepper intends to rebuild this front office because these kinds of decisions can hurt you later on down the road. Like now, I do want to say we learned two things about David Tepper today. Uh, one of them we kind of already knew. One, he likes very- ketchup. Yes, dude, what the hell is that? On a steak, no less? Is that he, what he it was? Was he? Yes. He was putting ketchup on a steak. Oh, God. Oh, dude, that does not make me feel good about his decision-making abilities right there. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, and then there's a video at uh, 11 minutes of the fourth quarter. David Tepper checks his phone hits the off button, and then slams his phone down on the table. It's actually kind of funny, man. He must not have known the camera was on him. Um, but, <sighs> yeah, if I, hey, I hope it hurts him just as much, if not more, than everyone else. Uh, you're never, ever going to build this football team better um, unless you start just absolutely cutting the wheat from the chaff on this football team. It's going to be a lot of rebuilding to do over the course of this offseason. All right, um, let's go on to We got a couple more calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Be a part of the show. Smash the thumbs up button. Share the show with a friend. Let's see what you guys got to say. Hey there, fellas. It's CK. Uh, sorry I couldn't be there, but figured I'd at least put my two cents in with this. What's up, CK? Uh, we all expected that this was going to be a loss. However, we did not expect it to be the loss that it was. The positive is we scored more points than we did the last time. The not so positive is third day. <laughs> um, but, uh, hey man, it's, uh, is what it is. Continuation of the uh, depression that we feel as Panther fans and continues to progress in that regard. So let's just hope that, uh, we start to see some, you know, promise, which I think we've seen. We have pieces that we need. We just need to build around them. We need to build around McCaffrey. We need to build around more, and we need to build around uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, the defense is uh, hot garbage, to say the least. Uh, or even through the air, pass rush wasn't getting home. They were just getting chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. It almost makes you wonder who even has heart on that team anymore. You see how frustrated Luke's been this entire game. So, all right, boys. Uh, going to be trying to catch you uh, while I'm going to try to sneak some listen, uh, sneak a little listening time while I'm at this play. But uh, peace out, boys. CK, we're sad you couldn't be here with us uh, today, but thanks for the call. And if there was a day to miss the post-game show, it's this day or last week or next week. 
No. Listen to the post game show. We need to be each other. We'll be here with each other. We need to. We are going to keep pounding. We are going to continue to cheer for this team, even if it is with frustration and disdain at times. Um, and but right now we haven't seen anything that we are in a period of hopelessness, Cody. I continue to say this is is that when, like you said, what I was talking about with Cam, is that it just always like next year could be next year could be and right now without cam without coaches without players we know next season's going to happen but we have no idea what it's going to be and 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 our guess that it would be anything less than bad or anything more than bad is uh probably the best guess we can have yeah <laughs> and again i come back to uh you know that there's so much uncertainty that it's just impossible to to know what the Panthers are going to do from here on out. Uh, I don't even think David Tepper knows what he's going to do here on out. There just isn't enough information to answer all the questions. And of course, everybody wants answers to the questions, but there just are none to be had right now. The fact of the matter is, we still don't know if uh, our beloved Cam Newton is going to be on the team this year. I know we hope that he's going to be, but uh, that's not a guarantee. There's so much uncertainty right now. You have players throwing coaches under the bus. It's a weird time to be a Panthers fan, man. But the Saints did lose today, so at least there's that. Um, I want to see is that the the Scott Fowler tweet is getting a lot of traction on the internet. Let's see if I can play it. I know you read the comments. Let me see if this plays through. Um. Panther reporters, let's find you guys, and then let's see, I think I saw a video of him talking about this somewhere in there. You want me to send, send one to you? Yeah, I just saw it, where the heck did it go? Steve Reed, Steve Baldy, where is that little face of yours, Dante? Oh, well, I thought I was going to be able to pull up the audio, I just don't see the video anymore up here crazy all right uh let's go on to the next call and i'll keep looking at it. last call for right now 252-228-5098 what's going on Panther nation it's vincent from chicago in the car i listened to the game while i was working and hearing you guys talk i mean yeah we're a team with no leader you know like cam's been out most of the year ron's gone and they're giving up man it's like Oh, it's like you guys were saying, they're bleeding out. I'm waiting to see a game where we snap the ball and nobody moves. Everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, we're getting beat up, <laughs> we're getting the crap kicked out of us. And if they plan on trading Cam, like, without playing him, I hope he wins a freaking Super Bowl. Because that will show the world how they, like, management let him down. Do you have a quarterback that good? You know, he was MVP, he brought you to a Super Bowl, like, what do you watch from the guy? You know, he took a beating, he got hurt, like, I don't know, I feel like I really want, like, to see him on the field, because if anything will galvanize, like, both sides of the ball, it's going to be Cam Newton. All right. Yeah, it sounds like broke up here. I think I found the video. Let's see if we can hear this. 
went over that. We never played that call in that situation. Backed up third, that third and long, third and medium, third and seven. We sent everybody left the corners out, and the ball was post was thrown from. He was right here. The post was thrown on the opposite edge. So I was beat. I was beat from the start. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Banzai. It was a zero blitz, and just a bad call, man. Just, just with a smart football in that in that um, situation, you know, that play we really needed. And I, I do have to make that tackle. I have to finish that play, but no excuses. Went over that. We never played that call. It does sound well. A little excuses. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> yeah, man, it was an excuse. A little bit. Of, it was an excuse. Uh, excuses. Um, but um, yeah, by the way, that last that last caller was uh, one of my best friends in life, Vincent. Shout out to Vince. Um, but yeah, I um. I, I don't know, man. I'm 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 torn. I'm I'm kind of. I'll, I'll be on an island, you know. I understand Dante's not supposed to do that. You don't want him to do that, but like, I don't know. I kind of understand it, man. I'm not. I'm not too mad at Dante for his. Well, uh, is that here? Is that for us? At least, at least he's frustrated. Yeah. You know, the worst. Yeah. I think it would be worse if he, if everybody else was. I mean, if you're just beaten. Um, and, and that sounds like he's got a little fight and pride in him at least. So if you want to find a silver lining there is him being stubborn about it and calling that out does show that he's frustrated, but you know, he's embarrassed too, man. It was like, again, you're the guy that people see. You're the guy that they ask, uh, in the post game and you asked him about it and he, he lets you know what he's been thinking about and that, yeah, he got beat, but there was no one else to stop it and that, you know, we know they are. We know they. We were just wanted to get to Ryan. We have gotten to Ryan a couple of times and rushed him off his spot. That's the thing. And what do you think about Vernon Butler? Vernon Butler again, up and down as a player, plays pretty good on a couple of plays. Then he doesn't. And then he disappears. Vernon Butler. It, it can he? Will he be a Carolina Panther next year? I don't know, man. I just. It's kind of too little, too late right now, isn't it? I mean, I mean, you're not. How much money are you going to sign Vernon Butler to? Uh, you know what I'm saying? And there's so many guys that come out in the draft every year. I mean, I, I'm already aware of a few of them dealing with draft tech and being a fan of college football and and looking for them. Um, I just think I would never ever sign a one year wonder. Uh, I would never. Uh, well, he's not even a one-year wonder. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah, um, you're right. You took the words out of my mouth. Uh, I so no, I would not. Um, I mean, I maybe if you if you then, could reach an agreement where he is going to be uh, a rotational player and he's paid like one, then you know what? I'm not going to be upset about it because again, that's going to be look Poe and McCoy are going to be gone. Unless yeah. you make it, and, and right now, I don't know Although if Gerald, Gerald McCoy doesn't want to be with Carolina anymore after this year. I wouldn't want to be. He's got to get on a winner. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I mean, I, I hadn't even thought about it from that point, if you're Gerald. But um, I, well, he picked up, think about this. this. I've thought about this a lot, Cody, is he had it narrowed down between us and the Ravens. Yeah, and and, and he's the watching them <laughs> kick ass right now, yeah. and he that was the team he was really considering, and you got to know that he's like God knows, just losing follows me like 
flies follow a pig. But it's also, you know, how was he supposed to know that Cam Newton was going to have another injury in the third preseason game that would derail him for the season, man? It's, you know, hindsight is 20. I know, but he's, you can't, but but you kind of be like, man, I wish I would have done things different. I mean, and he's what I'm just saying is this is that I don't see Gerald McCoy knocking down the door to be a Carolina Panther next year. I don't think you're going to be like you look for him to take a hometown discount because he was with our team this year. Is right now I think he's probably going to I mean he was signed a one year deal. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I I would see a scenario where Carolina wants him back. Yeah, they need him back veteran. right now. They, they need him. Need him. Yeah, we, we we need to have him. Um, K1 short, I believe we have for one more year after this. You know, maybe you run that back one more time. Nevertheless, we still need to draft more defensive linemen. We need more help up front. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not so sure that, that Vernon Butler would help. Um, like I said, unless he's willing to come back on a dirt cheap deal, you know, which – Maybe it would. Hell, I don't. I don't know what the prospects for Vernon Butler are gonna look like. But um, we definitely have to rebuild the trenches, uh, the defensive line and the offensive line. They still need some help. All right, I think we are kind of we're out of the, We're through the calls at this point. We have uh, moaned and groaned a good bit. Uh, and uh, all right, let's let's do end the show on a not a positive note, but on a looking forward note. What's the correct moves that the Carolina Panthers need to take in in getting this right? Because here is I always get the the why I celebrate Marty Herney and his draft ability is he always gets the most important pick right. And we're about to go in and get our most important pick that we've had in a long time, and that's our decision who's going to be the coach and how we're going to progress in the future. So what is the right way in progressing and starting with this process, Cody? I think we're in agreement that Will Greer seeing playing time has to be step one in that process of getting to know you're looking at your team, you're looking at the players to see how they're fighting and what guys you really uh, feel like you can carry onto a roster next year that you know will be much different. So beyond Will Greer, what is the correct step that the Carolina Panthers should be making towards moving in a positive direction in the future? Okay, while I answer this, uh, see if we got a call from Darius Jones. He's okay. in the chat room saying he left a call. But uh, so I oh, kind of yep, said two this calls earlier. Just came in. Yeah, it, it ha- I, I said this earlier. You absolutely have to rebuild the front office because if we're in the middle of a rebuild, you better make damn sure that we hit on the picks that we make. Um, the, the two names that I have in mind are either Nick Casario from the Patriots, if we're able to pry him away, or Jeff Ireland. He's been a fixture of the New Orleans Saints um front office and uh, he's been um a tremendous help when they pick the players that have built the saints into the perennial contender they've been for the past three years even though that pains me to say um on top of that you have to get this quarterback situation correct you absolutely have to you have to know if it's cam newton 
or um, and if it's not, you have to already be making headway into a plan to get that kind of quarterback onto the team. Um, then after that, I, I really just think the answer is in the offensive and defensive line. Continue to sink valuable picks in free agency and in the draft in, in the trenches, build up protection for our quarterback, whoever that will be. And we need to figure out this 4-3-3-4 conundrum that we seem to have. Uh, are we going to be a run-stopping team or a pass-rushing team? Or are How can you figure that out until you have a staff installed, right? Yeah, you have to hire the right coach for the job. And that's probably the mo- I didn't even say that yet. How stupid am I? Yeah. That's the most I, that's yeah. I think we got to go is that you have to have a plan at how you're going to progress with the GM. And I and I don't believe um that Marty Herney signing Shaq Thompson to this deal indicates that we are going to keep Mar- like Marty Herney's future is secure. And uh, is that I'm I'm sure that this deal had to be okayed. I'm sure this deal had been in the works for some time. They had been negotiating throughout the season. And so you can't stop building a team just because you don't think you're going to be part of that team in the future if you're a GM. But getting that GM hire uh, or whatever, that COO position that he described – is going to be very important because they have to immediately get to work on getting a coach. And the longer you wait to get your coaching staff installed, the farther you're behind in answering the questions uh, that you posed about the offensive line, about the defense uh, scheme and the personnel that you have to carry it out. So that we got to execute those, and I will be very interested to see how quickly that unfolds. Um, let's go ahead and go to the. Uh, we got two more calls, so let's see what we got here. What's going on, C three? It's Darius from Um, just want to go over some positive things I saw from um, today's game because I like. There's really nothing else to talk about. <laughs> um, even though Ian Thomas had that drop pass, like. He still looked really solid after out there. Um, oh yeah! Like he just needs to get some, get a little bit more confidence. Like he hasn't had a lot of playing time. A lot of our rookies haven't. Um, I like a lot of like we had a lot of different play calls, and we got to see a lot more of our rookies show up. I still think there's some bright spots on this team. We just need a coach that can bring that stuff out. DJ looks solid. You know, C Mac looked really solid. Um, the line looked a little bit better today. I feel like if we get just a solid coach that can just dial him up, we should be fine. But we got John Matsko. If we get Cam back, you know, we go back to a 4-3 scheme. Like, there's no reason we can't at least get a wild card spot next season. Like, granted, we'll still be in a little bit of a rebuild mode, but I still think there's bright, bright days to come next season. Let's just... <laughs> Let's just lose out, honestly. Get a nice draft pick, get Cam back, and we'll look we'll look solid next year. Um, you know, the defense. I called in a few weeks ago. I said we're not built for the three four. We go back to a four three. Um, we should be solid. The only thing I'm 
like I'm worried about if we go back to a four threes, how Brian Burns is going to fit into that. But offensively, like if we can just fix our offense in the off season, we should look pretty good on offense with Cam back. But that's all I got to see with Keith Allen. All right, so, thanks for the call. I do want to say that um, Brian Burns played majority 4-3 defensive end at Florida State. So he's already put on some more muscle. Um, I wouldn't worry about him as much. I mean, yeah, you would prefer him to be an outside linebacker um, type of rusher. But, I mean, I'm kind of thinking this, man. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily – I think that he was right in a lot of his assertion about how we're not quite ready to fully undergo that 3-4 look. We just don't have the right personnel, the the right pieces in the right places in order to be a, a, a dominant 3-4 football team. Um, I think it will take some time. But then if you look at college football, man, they're starting to rush three a lot and drop more back in the coverage and just depend on – three or four badass pass rushers to get home and have more people in coverage because the NFL and football in general is moving more towards throwing the football. Um, if you're inventive on defense, there are ways to get players involved no matter what kind of scheme they fit, three, four, four, three. It doesn't matter. If you have talent, you put them in the situations to be successful. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, but, but in my mind, it doesn't matter if it's a 3-4 or a 4-3. You're talking about building that defensive line better than it is now. You have to have a pass rush. And like I've been saying, more importantly, that interior push, that interior pass rush, it's the most important thing. Um, when it comes to – yeah, is – we get, we're getting so lost in this scheme discussion, strangely, because – uh, we thought that it's produced sacks. You know what it does? It, it's produced sacks. We've gotten one-on-one matchups in defense in the defense, and yeah. we have gotten sacks. But the defense has suffered in the run game specifically, and some of that's personnel. We don't know, and we just don't know what the the solution is. I do think you can find a place for Brian Burns, even if you go to a four-three. You're just going to have to continue to coach him into, um, you know, he's just, he's, he's like Dante Jackson. He gets those hungry eyes, man. Those guilt, you know, and he, yeah. he bites a little bit, but that's also what, look, defensive ends always take a decent amount of time to acclimate to the NFL. They can get sacks. It's like a running back in some ways that they can run the ball through the holes because they're fast and that's the same. Look, there's a gap. Go. It's picking up pressures. It's the smaller things that you don't notice until you do notice them. That is problematic. And I've always said that defensive end takes a lot of adjustment time for these young players and uh, so he's shown enough right now to not think that he couldn't acclimate in some way, form, or fashion. Uh, let's go on to the next call, though. Fellas, what's up? This is Big Mike calling from the borough. What's up, Mike? I just want to say, listen, I know everything looks nasty right now. I think a couple of things that we know. Listen, Christian McCaffrey's great, but you can't build your offense around him. We're going to have to get a mobile quarterback. The top teams in the league that we're seeing right now, the top four or five teams, 
have mobile quarterback. That's where everything is going. It's time to draft Cam Newton's replacement. Uh, keep Cam for an extra year. I think Tepper's tanking us on purpose. I think he blew up the continuity of the coaches on purpose so that we could get a good draft pick. And um, I am a little concerned about Luke and and, and uh, their productivity. Shaq just got a big contract. Let's get some fast linebackers and some and uh, and hopefully address some of the O line problems in the second and third round in the draft. But this is definitely, I think, man, this is this is definitely a situation where we are definitely drafting a quarterback in the first round of this year's draft. Um, Kyle Allen is not the answer, and Will Greer is not getting any playing time. That tells me that we're holding out to try to draft Cam's replacement and maybe sitting behind Cam for one more year or use Cam as bait to trade up to get him. I know it's early to be talking about the draft, but the moves that I'm being that I'm seeing being made, I tell me that's what we're doing. So either way, uh, keep pounding. Let's go with it. Peace. Um, I want to go. Yeah, um, um, all right, respond to the call because I want to talk about your your man crush, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean, so I it's I'm kind of I've come to that point as well. I think, man. Like I know what I want selfishly, but I'm just thinking, man. If we're if we're gonna draft a quarterback this year, man, you have to have the you have to have the right one. And he's talking about mobile quarterbacks, and there's a few of them that fit the bill. Um, but I don't know, man. Um, it, it just sucks having to talk about moving on from Cam Newton. And what I certainly don't want is for us to pick a quarterback that ends up uh, being mediocre and we're still somewhere between seven and nine wins every year with an average quarterback that you took a gamble on in the middle of the first round. I tell you is that I've had this sneaky suspicion in the past when a team drafted like a defensive tackle or an offensive lineman in the top five and they really needed to draft a quarterback at that point, that they're very well aware that getting that pick wrong is about the worst thing that can happen to your franchise because of how long it takes to figure out it's wrong. You know what I mean? You think about the Blake Bortles, for instance. You know, he, um, you had to invest a certain amount of time in him before you could call it quits on him. And so there is a fear, too, that you don't want to have to do it because you feel like you have to. You know, you don't want to pick a guy in the first because he's the best quarterback of all the quarterbacks, but he's really not good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. That's a scary thing. But wouldn't it be a lot easier? Wouldn't you rest assured of feel if you had someone who you believed made players better than who they, beyond their talent, made them better and gave you a real advantage on the field, and I think that that's what we are all yearning for, is a coach whose skill set actually translates into an advantage for your team against the opponent. And Lincoln Riley is that guy. He's won at every level that he has coached at. He, uh, there's just I'm reading this story right now as we were listening to the calls. 
And it's talking about this. This is his former, he used to, this is a former head coach of um, the East Carolina Pirates, who's now a defensive staff member. He's the defensive coordinator, a defensive coach under Lincoln Riley. He says, coaching is about concepts, and he's really good at having an answer. Okay, they're doing this. We're going to do this. He does it really masterfully. And there are people that are talking about there was another receiver. I saw a quote from this is that there was a receiver, and he's really been a very good player in the NFL. Dwayne Harris used to play for the Carolina, uh, not for the, for the East Carolina Pirates. And when he was a senior, it was his first experience with Coach Lincoln Riley, who was, he said, this dude is only four years older than me. He was like 26 years old. And he's trying to teach us how to play football. He finished the first game with seven catches for 120 yards, 21 yards, and two touchdowns, and they won. So he's then said, I was okay. I'm in. This guy makes people better. He does, man. And uh, how about the Oklahoma Sooners uh, this morning just made it into the playoffs for the third year in a row. Now, Oklahoma has yet to win in the playoffs, but their defense is better this year. Uh, listen, there's no doubt the kind of offense. They haven't been embarrassed, though. You know, no, is no. that they've been playing teams that you thought the other team had a, a talent, uh, a yeah, better, a better a team. Decent, they've had a decent schedule. Um, and it's, you know, Lincoln Riley's offensive genius is obvious at this point. Um I, I no longer think that he's the front runner. My mind, my mind has kind of changed on that based on some things that I've read and um, just a few observations. That like, read, or if, but, if he will, he has to want to leave too. He's a god right yeah, now. Even the yeah. article says that his office at Oklahoma is like uh, a giant and has a cathedral-like feel to it. Yeah, man, listen, people don't understand. You know, when you talk about wanting to get a coach from college, especially if it's a big-name college, these coaches are the gods of the town that they live in. Everyone knows them. Everyone loves them. They probably get free food wherever they go. I mean, dude, Lincoln Riley, Dabo Sweeney, these types of guys, like, they don't come around very often, and it's hard to pry them away from a big-time college football coaching uh, job like that so yeah it, it's it's going to be tough and, and for that reason alone that's why I've kind of set my sights on on two other candidates maybe that would be fun to do for Tuesday once Greg and CK join us maybe the four of us will go uh, go around and we'll all mention our preferred coach GM and quarterback of the future that might be kind of fun um yeah, that would be. Uh, and why do you think he is? Why do you think he's not the front runner for an NFL position? Is it because you feel that he will not desire to leave the NFL? I mean, the the college. I think that plays into it, but also I read an article. Um, it might have just been a post on Carolina Huddle talking about if you want to know what David Tepper is going to do, don't look at what he did when he was a measly five percent owner. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because he didn't get to do anything. People right. act like being right. a 5% owner. I think it's let's. Nothing. Yeah. Is that. I bet you half of the people had never even met him. That were involved right. with that team. 
So my so for for those two reasons, I'm looking at um at what he did when he managed Appaloosa management and is very analytical and has been saying analytics, analytics, analytics. Um and so I I mean I'll go ahead and say it. I think the person that likely land the job is Kevin Stefanski of the 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 Vikings offensive coordinator. The Browns recommended that he be their head coach before the start of last season, before they hired Freddie Kitchens instead. So, um, and is from Pennsylvania. David Tepper is from Pennsylvania. He's an incredibly intelligent guy. Um, I just think right now all the tea leaves are pointing in that direction. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Who picks the coach? Tepper. It has to be, right? I mean, how much that you know, back to, to Marty. I mean, what kind of decision making ability does does he have in all this? Moving forward with the franchise, it it just doesn't seem that it would be too much, but I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um all right, we got I think we've gotten through all the calls. We've pretty much uh, talked about everything there is there's there's some more calls that are from between the last show and the pregame we'll do those on tuesday night um All right. cody uh the the team falls 40 to 20 um and one of the things that i the problem that i as we conclude this show is that in the past i've always felt like it's going to be all right and uh, right now, there's nothing uh, to me just yet. And with a lot of news still to come, though, you know, and all of a sudden we could be so excited about the changes they were installing. But until we see some of that is right now, we just see a future for us that doesn't have a lot of um, glimmer and glam to it. Yeah, it, it makes it worse that there's so much uncertainty. You know, it's not even that we know it's going to suck or we know it's going to be awesome. It's that we really just don't know what's going to happen, man. Um, so many loose ends. Uh, yeah, we're in Panthers purgatory right now, but that's what this podcast is for, man. We're here to be here for these people, and we'll keep on doing it, won't we, Tony? Yeah, we are. I mean, and even if we got to watch that damn kicker uh, catch a fumble return, fumble recovery if, and celebrate <laughs> – like he won the damn yeah. Super Bowl. If we got to do that, we'll be here on Good Tuesday nights. Yeah. Um, my name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers post game show. I'd like to thank everybody again for their support. Uh, for the people who donated to the show, thank you. We're going to roll it right back into the podcast as well as uh, just the people that are here uh, hanging out with us. Uh, just smash the thumbs up button. Tell a friend about the show. Help us grow as a podcast because you know what? We're going to need to lean on each other a lot in the coming months until we start getting. Well, here. Ooh, I found the good news, Cody. I found okay. the good news. Please the, let me have it. The good news is, is for the last 10 years, we've always said that the team's that win the draft and the win free agency, that that doesn't win you a Super Bowl in February, and that we just steady the way mentality. Well, guess what, folks? You're about to have an exciting 
off season, right? It's like yeah. if we have been lacking for news and excitement at this point, we have joined the teams that make a lot of noise in the off season. Whether that results in good or bad, I don't know, but we'll have a lot to talk about. And you might as well just enjoy it, man. You can spend your entire off season fretting, worrying about the Carolina Panthers. It's gonna be whatever it is, man. You might as well just enjoy the ride. Uh, if it's if it's you know without Cam Newton, thank him for his time. Remember the good old times. If it's with Cam Newton, we're gonna put all of our energy and attention behind number one, the quarterback that we know and love, and we're gonna cheer for these Panthers, man. Let's just um, let's hope that David Tepper really does know what he's doing. Uh, but today he did he did put ketchup on a stick, so. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Ketchup on a steak is not necessarily, it's like uh, you just join the ranks of Devin Funches a little bit with salad <laughs> yeah. being your favorite food. Cody, how can they get after you on Twitter? At C O D Y L A C. Hit me up, man. Nothing's off limits. Uh, everything from football to politics to dirty jokes that you'd be ashamed to tell your mother, it's all go. All right. <laughs> everything you can find me on twitter at cat underscore chronicles and you can find us here live at 9 p.m tuesday night as we conclude as we can continue to count down to the end of this damn season so that now let the countdown to uh, us versus seattle begin and that's going to be a harsh countdown I already got to figure out damn i got to go to this game i'll see you guys on tuesday man <laughs> keep pounding keep pounding boys Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.